this is why we baptize infants is because the Bible tells us to. The, um, the covenant that was made with Abraham um, is fulfilled in Jesus Christ so that the recipients of the, the blessing which was to Abraham, which was received by him by faith alone, there was no other requirement for Abraham's righteousness except his personal faith so that it was not mere circumcision of the flesh that saved anyone in the Abrahamic covenant. There's a difference between Abraham and Moses. There's uh, the only requirement of Abraham in the covenant was faith and mere circumcision of the flesh did not save anyone. It was the work of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit refers to this as the circumcision of the heart. And in the New Testament, baptism is called the circumcision belonging to Christ, the circumcision of Christ. And therefore, as the covenant um, children of Abraham, we receive these promises as believers today, knowing that we ourselves are the promised children of Abraham, so that the promise to Abraham was, your children will be as plentiful as the stars in the sky and as the sands on the sea. So Abraham did, it might have seemed to him at times that he had that many physical children, but he did not. But now we see the fullness, the richness of the covenant promises that were made to Abraham. And the promises to Abraham were made to him and to his children. In Acts, we are told the promises are to us, to our children, and to all who are far off. So it's no longer only, and never was it, only to the Jews, only to Abraham's seed. For all the nations would always come in um, to the covenant. So as the children of Abraham received the covenant signs, uh, we too give the covenant signs to our children as Scripture never changed that. There was no point in time where the Scripture says, um, Israel, no longer bring your children. I know it used to be for generations and generations and thousands of years that your children were included in this great covenant of grace. But now your children are no longer included. They are outside the covenant. They are no longer members of this covenant community. We will eventually, maybe, hopefully bring them in at some point. So that's never said. It's never told. Indeed, we see household baptisms. And so we trust and we pray that the promises are to our children. They will be brought up in the church. They will be brought up in a Christian family. They will be brought up so that one day when somebody says, how long have you been a Christian? They will say this little phrase they'll probably learn at some point. I was a covenant child. There's never a time in my life when I did not know Christ. I grew up in a Baptist church. We had a different um, tradition then. But when I was giving my testimony and I heard people saying that that grew up in uh, Reformed churches, I said, hey, I was a covenant child and I just didn't know it. There was never a time when I did not know Christ. But there is a time in everyone's life that continues until the day we die that we must preach the gospel to ourselves, continue to ask ourselves, am I trusting in the promises? Not, am I doing well enough? Am I working hard enough? Am I praying enough? Going to church enough? Do I believe hard enough? What am I doing? What am I doing? Simply, am I trusting in the work of God in Christ for my salvation? That's it. And so, Acts chapter 2, verses 38 and 39. If you want to turn with me, you may. Thank you, Mark. Acts chapter 2, 38 and 39. We read this. And Peter said to them, he's preached the gospel. People are like, what do we do? I want to be saved. What do we do? So it's first generation coming out of um, after Christ has now been uh, resurrected and ascended into heaven and the gospel's being preached and so now there's no longer the, the, bloody, uh, the, bloody, uh, the bloody covenantal sign of circumcision pointing forward to Christ. We now have the bloodless 
um, covenantal sign of water baptism pointing to the work of Christ by his Holy Spirit in our hearts, washing our hearts clean, having our consciences sprinkled with pure water as the holy prophets foretold in the Old Testament. Um, Peter says to them in verse 38, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gifts the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And then in Romans um, chapter 9, which we will preach through next week, but Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 8, Read the following, the word of the Lord. I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and in unceasing anguish in my heart. Verse 3, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham, because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year, I will return and Sarah shall have a son. And it goes on and gives the covenant promises to Abraham to be given to his children. And then Galatians, finally, um, Galatians chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Galatians chapter 3, verses 5, 6, and 7. Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. So we believe that we have inherited these promises from God through Abraham, the father of the faithful, so that Baptism is a ceremonial washing with water, signifying and sealing the promises of the new covenant and its benefits to be received by faith alone in Christ alone. And as the children of Abraham receive the covenant sign, so we give this covenant sign as well to our children as we point our children and ourselves to the washing and regeneration of the Holy Spirit, um, which is promised to us by the work of Christ. Baptism points us to what Christ has done. Um, we do not baptize ourselves. We don't baptize each other. A, a minister of the gospel, just as uh, we um, minister at the Lord's table, where it is Christ himself that is ministering at the table, it is God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ who are baptizing a person as I proclaim, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we who have been baptized have his name hovering over us as the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep, hovered over the, the, the creation that was tohu vavohu, it was without order, and, and he hovered over the face of the deep, creating order from the chaos. And this is what the Holy Spirit does in our lives, is promised to us in the gospel. Baptism does not save you. 
Holy Spirit baptism saves you. And just as it was in the Old Testament Abrahamic covenant, so it is with the new covenant. And the sign will be given um, to those who are to be raised in the faith. And the call is to repent and believe. A lifelong, a lifelong call to the believer to trust in the gospel of Jesus Christ, his life, death, and resurrection, and the fact that he is seated at the right hand, praying even now for us. So before we um, do this, let's pray our blessing upon this time. Father God, we thank you for the, the sacraments of the church. We thank you for the signs and seals that were instituted by Christ Jesus himself, even as he was, um, after his, after when he was leaving the Great Commission with the apostles, and he says that we are to go into all the world making disciples, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we thank you for these promises. We thank you for these parents who have come to faith, who know you, love you, and are trusting in your promises for themselves and for their children. And we look forward to a time when Atlas himself will profess faith, will um, acknowledge the fact that he loves Jesus and needs Jesus and is ready to um, understand and to worship fully with us and to be able to participate in the Lord's Supper as he's able to examine himself and know that Christ is for him, Christ is in him, and that you, God, are for us. Therefore, who could be against us? We pray your blessing upon this time today, and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.